And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Landry Burdine joining us on the uh, Matt Mosley Show. And Landry, congratulations, uh, former TCU player, uh, the Rose Bowl. You were there for that, experienced that. What an amazing moment for the Frogs. But I would have to say the level and what was on, on at stake was a bigger deal on uh, on New Year's Eve, and uh, what a win! Have you? Uh, are you kind of like the like the coach now? Are you are you focused on the next one, Landry? You still find yourself kind of pinching yourself, excited, <laughs> celebrating the the win still. Hey Mosley, you know, man, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what day it is. To be honest with you, it's uh, and it's been really probably the craziest three or four days uh that i can remember in a long time and you know exciting and exhausting and uh you know once the adrenaline dump kind of kind of left it was uh you know a lot of reflection and but man i mean what a what an incredible time i mean you said it you know the the rose bowl was obviously a program changing win but uh, you know, for, for the Frogs to finally kick the door down for really for all of us, you know, all the teams that, you know, have been told that they don't belong for so long. Um, man, it's it's pretty sweet. It's It's been a pretty good time, no doubt about it. All right, I hope you gathered some confetti down there on the sideline. I loved your – I almost commented, but I don't want to overdo it. I'm sure, you you know, you don't think I overdo it with the praise. I can – but I, I liked your um, – I was listening on the radio when you gave your report to start the second half, and I thought, my gosh, uh, you know, does Sonny know Landry's in, like, the training room getting all this information? I'm just telling you, I listen to a lot of college football uh, broadcast and – the information you kind of get in there and dig out is uh, is always extremely helpful. But you had the report that Kendra uh, uh, Miller was was going to give it a go, and and that they had even I don't know how you put it, maybe they'd given him some painkiller or something to try to try to make him you know be able to go, and he did, and he just you know it wasn't there. But kudos to you, by the way, for uh, for that report, and uh, and I even I think it was. Maybe you kicked it back to John, and he even gave you a little pat on the back. John Denton, not a man known for his praise, said, "Great job, <laughs> great report, Landry." But um, what is, I mean, this this Kendry Mel- Kendry Miller thing—that's a big one. He's today. The news came out that uh, Sonny Dyke said he's listed as questionable for the national title game. Uh, what, I mean that that what did you kind of see when he went out there the other day? Was it just not there? And and what does your gut tell you as as you kind of monitor this thing and you witness it the other day? Because he is a huge part of what TCU does. Yeah, he is. He he absolutely is. Um, you know, I, I I don't think he'll play. Uh, I I would be okay. surprised mostly if he does. Um, I, you know, I, I think they're going to try everything they can to get him ready. Uh, but you know those knee injuries are they're 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 tricky, man, and and especially for uh, for a running back that you know relies on power and speed and and all the things and really balance. You know, Kendra relies a lot on balance. He's he's got an uncanny ability uh, to stay upright, and when you know when one of your tires is a little wobbly, it makes it hard to do that. So I would be surprised. It's it's obviously if he doesn't get to play, it would be. Uh, disappointing for him and for frog fans and for nothing else and i mean that guy's 
a large part of the reason the frogs are in this position. So, you know, it remains to be seen, but there's some really capable, good backups behind him. I mean, heck, Amari DiMercato had a heck of a day against Michigan, and, you know, behind him is Amani Bailey, and you just go down the list. That running back room's pretty strong. Yeah, that one guy that didn't get any carries made a big play in the game. Uh, number 17 was down there, you know, making plays. And, I mean, I, there's just so many huge plays in that ball game. Uh, I, just the atmosphere. What Take me inside, Landry, when you were uh, down there on the field. and that there's no, there's no place like Pasadena. I mean, okay, so when you're indoors, that is a, it's a whole different uh, atmosphere. But crowd-wise, um, uh, did it, I mean, and from a, uh, as far as just uh, the, the, the loud, you know, nature of it and all, what, was it, I mean, what was that environment like? Was it, was it pretty awe-inspiring? Yeah, it was. You know, um, I've been in some loud environments. That's up there with the, the top, uh, you know, but I think the energy in the room was palpable. It was because there's so much riding on the line. This wasn't just a bowl game. And, you know, for the first time in the history of the program, really, uh, th- this game meant more and there was a chance for another one. And, you know, th- that's never the case with a bowl game. I mean, heck, Mosley, the – the national championship wasn't even possible uh, because of the way the system was set up. You know, you go, you mentioned the Rose Bowl. That team goes 13 and 0, beats a top five opponent in Wisconsin, and they get a pat on the head. And you know, so it the the fact that this was within reach, uh, you could feel it in the building and in the you know the when I walked out on the field and I spent some time down there pregame and. Uh, you know, when I was down there, you know, for kick and when the teams came out and everything else, I just kind of stopped and looked around and said, man, take a mental photograph of this because, you know, you, you may never be down here again. And, uh, man, it was it was everything you would want a big-time environment to be. And I'll give the Frog fans a lot of credit, man. They showed out. They were big. They were loud. They matched Michigan crowd for crowd. And uh, the Frog fans were a lot louder than Michigan pretty much the entire game. They never sat down. And uh, it was really impressive. And I think it had an impact on the game. What about the man from Temple, uh, Johnston? I, I thought that play settled things down. Michigan had made it back, and I think they were within three points at the time. And Max finds him downfield. That, that, that play, there were so many huge plays. It's hard to just pick one out. But to me, that play kind of along the sideline there uh, where, where he came kind of across the field, that really kind of I, – I just thought things where I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, here they come, here they come. And, and did you feel – did you agree with me that, that that play just settled everything down? It was a, a tremendous – there were a lot of good answers from TCU – but I think they needed a big play right there. And to me, that kind of settled everybody down, and TCU could kind of jump back in command of that thing. Yeah, there were two. You know, one was the the deep post from Duggan to, to Quentin Johnson kind of earlier in the game. And, and uh, you know, Duggan was under a tremendous amount of pressure. He stepped up in the pocket, showed a lot of poise, and delivered a strike. Mm-hmm. And that one that one was huge. And then And then I think you're talking about the underneath – uh, screen route where he came, where Quentin Johnson came all the way across the field and then took it to the house. And, you know, I mean, he's just, he's a special talent. Uh, you know, Temple's going to have themselves a, a first round pick, uh, you know, when the NFL draft rolls around this spring or summer. And, and uh, you know, I fully expect him to be the first wide receiver taken. He's, he's unique in every way. And, and I think, 
the thing that people don't really understand about him is he's probably uh, the best blocking wide receiver on this roster as well. I mean, he's relentless uh, when he's asked to do things. He's a very unselfish player. He's a guy that leads with his pads. He doesn't, you know, he's a really soft-spoken guy, but he, when he does speak, he commands the room, and you know that's that's a pretty special. It's a unique guy, especially, you know, in this everybody look at me kind of culture that we live in these days. He's he's kind of the antithesis of that man. He he's going to make a lot of money, and and he's going to be a heck of a pro. And uh, we are sure glad we've had him in Fort Worth as long as we have. That's what Central Texas produces, Landry, if you hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Soft-spoken guys, okay? Uh, Landry Burdye joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He's calling these games for TCU. And, uh, boy, John Denton, I mean, we keep thinking his career as a broadcaster is over, and, and they keep winning, though. It keep kind of extending him, so he's going to get to call one more. Um, I, I got to say, uh, Landry, that Bud Clark, he's a young guy. I mean, I, it's not like he's been around there forever, but, my gosh, he's just he's a playmaking dude, and that play in particular where he breaks on the ball, uh, McCarthy responded in that game. But, I mean, to, to get those pick sixes, and that one in particular, uh, it just – I even thought back to Gary. You know I love Gary Patterson. I know you do, too. You played for him. But guys that he recruited and, and worked with, and, and, and obviously defense was such a huge part of what he did, he had to feel a tremendous amount of pride in, like, D. Winters, uh, uh, Bud Clark, some of those guys that were making just enormous plays all throughout that ball game. Yeah, that that play by Bud, when he when – he took that pick six back to, you know, it was the first score for TCU yeah. uh, to get on the board. That's when I was like, you know what? I think we got this. And, um, you know, I know it was early in the game and people probably laugh about that, but, but it's true. I, I knew that we were, it looked like on film and watching the film that we were going to have a decided speed advantage uh, against them. And uh, that's a credit, you know, that TCU can say that Baylor can say that. Uh, Texas can say that the teams in the Big 12 with this Texas talent uh, have a speed advantage over the Big 10 teams for sure. And that was evident on that play. I mean, it, the play, the break on the ball and the, the ability to make that play uh, by Bud Clark was really something. And, and I think you saw that speed advantage uh, really throughout that game. Uh, you know, TC just kind of ran circles around Michigan in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, Bud's a heck of a player, man. He's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, you look around and he's just always in the mix. I thought he did a great job. Well, I thought TCU, though, also knocked him off the ball. You're right about that speed. But to line up in the trenches and, and uh, you know, Sonny brought him up after the game. You know, everybody said how the Big Ten was going to beat up on TCU. I love that Sonny kind of, and he doesn't do it in a kind of a, a cocky way like some other coaches, but he does it in that kind of homespun, almost kind of quiet way. But he let it be known after that game. I'm tired of hearing all that crud about how we, and then after the game he said, well, I'm sure we'll hear it <laughs> about Georgia, about this next matchup as well. But that had that was a great sign for the Frogs, in my mind, Landry, is just, lining up and, and winning some of those battles at the line of scrimmage. I, I think that surprised Michigan. Uh, you know, oh, and then, of course, yeah. yeah. And, 
Well, I just I'm sorry to interrupt you, Matt. I, you know, no. they, they it, of, of course it surprised them, and you know, because by God, they're Michigan, and and you know, they're they they've got an M on their helmet or whatever they got on their helmet, and they're, you know, and and that's the thing that's kind of laughable. I'll be honest with you. I think Baylor had one of the best offensive lines that we saw all year, and I think Kansas State's defensive front was much better than Michigan. And, you know, so, so for TCU to go out and be the most physical football team in that game didn't surprise me at all. And that, you know, it sounds a little salty from my end, but, you know, I think Sonny was right to point out that, you know, we're kind of tired of hearing about uh, how great the Big Ten is or how great Michigan is just because they're Michigan. I think if you really were to sit down and, and break down film, you would know that, you know, it was going to be a very physical football game and TCU wasn't going to get bullied because they haven't all year by better personnel. And I tell you the thing, the matchup that was really fascinating for me and one that I thought was, you know, won by TCU was Dominic Williams, who's a true freshman, nose guard, came in and won yeah. that job out of camp over two senior guys with a lot of experience going up against, you know, the Remington Award Center, you know, winning center as the best center in the country for Michigan. And he, he drew into a stalemate, if not beat him, you know, at the end of that game. I thought Dom Williams is huge in that game. And, you know, the Frogs just showed that, hey, look, TCU football and Big 12 football is smash-mouth football now. And I'll be honest with you, you know, this is a Baylor station, and, and I'm going to, you know, cater to my Baylor buddies a little bit, but I credit Dave Aranda with a lot of that, with kind of changing – how Big 12 football was going to be played. I think I think a lot of that is his influence. Um, seeing the lighter running or the lighter linebackers and the more uh, defenses that are geared towards stopping the pass, Dave Aranda flipped that on its head and said, "We're going to beef up and run the football," and that forced a change in this league and a change that has allowed TCU and some of these other teams. Uh, to compete on the national level because they can they can play physical football now. This is this is not the Big Twelve of five years ago. I may play that last part back to myself during this long hard winter as Baylor recovers from <laughs> going six and hey, seven. You guys, you guys got a good one there. I, I will tell you that I'm a big Dave Aranda fan. All right, I like that. I like that guy that that transfer y'all got from Navy. I mean, what a. Is that number 57? Is it Hodges? Because y'all have a Hodge yeah, and a Hodges. Uh, wow. Yeah, and, that... both, and both were really good. Yeah, Johnny Hodges is was our guy that we brought in from the transfer portal. But he and Jamoy Hodge, uh, middle linebacker, both had a heck of a day uh, on Saturday against Michigan. They both played really, really well. Yeah, and I would say that first play of the game uh, or that first series where they got that long run and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what's about to happen here? Getting that stand. And then Michigan, being the power team that it is, trying to go, uh, trying to run that long, you know, reverse or whatever they were trying to do. I mean, that just, that was a really, I think, poor choice by them early in that game. But that was uh, that was fascinating in so many ways. Now, by the way, Landry, while I have you, let me congratulate you publicly that Alito, I mean, you've got uh, loved ones that go to Alito, and at least one that I know of, uh, one of your sons plays on that Alito football team, state champions. That is, uh, that's very exciting, and uh, I happen to be there, by the way, class uh, class 5A uh, state champs, and uh, I was right up there and, and uh, enjoying that whole thing, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun. But, boy, what a great thing for the community. And what's funny, Landry, is, you know, 
those never get old, do they? Even though they've won a ton of them, each each season is its own identity in a way, or own special team. So, I mean, you're living the life with a state title and the Frogs playing for a national title. This is uh, this is pretty heady stuff for you. Yeah, it's been a good uh, good football year in the Burdine House, Mosley. No question about it. My, I've got twin sons, and and uh, one of them still plays football, and he was a sophomore and got to got to get some varsity experience, especially on special teams, and you know got to play in a state championship game, and uh, you know, I, I just it's just been one of those magical years, man. I, I told my wife the other day, I said one of these years we're going to look up and say, you know, that was kind of a fun time. <laughs> in our lives so it's it's been a good run there's no question about it all right well listen always fun having you on and uh uh as uh as the frogs get ready to take on georgia for a national title why don't you go win the thing and by the way bear fans don't admit it uh, like to admit it but i would bet the majority of baylor people were actually rooting for the frogs the other day they 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 might not admit it publicly but i do i do think the green and gold were backing you not that y'all really needed us but i do think that was uh happening the other day just for the record oh i think so too and i can promise you we'd be rooting for baylor if the roles were reversed i there's nothing better to me, and you know Baylor and TCU have been on the cusp a lot more than Texas, Texas A&M, and those others, and they've kind of carried the water for the conference. So, no, if the roles were reversed, we'd be rooting for Baylor, uh, no question about it, man. I'm glad to be there, and we'll take all the support we can get, brother. All right, Landry, have a great one, and uh, have safe travels, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Mosley. Thanks, bud. You bet. Landry Burdine, the the big-time TCU sideline man. And, Aaron, I'm I'm not kidding. You know, it sounded like I was was, uh, puffing up a guest, which maybe I was, but he's a a longtime friend. And coming out from break, uh, or coming out from the second half, I just happened to be listening to the TCU uh, radio broadcast. And he was like, hey, I was just inside with the trainers. And I thought, man, he's in there getting. And they shot they shot Kendry up. They, they put some you know stuff to deaden the pain. He's going to try to give it a go with his knee. And I thought, man, this is up-to-the-date, unbelievable information. Kendry Miller um, did try to go to start the second half, couldn't go. And then uh, DeMarcado ended up having a big game. Well, unfortunately, 